If you run an e-commerce business, you can relate to the amount of work it takes to produce something great. And of course, you want to optimize your workflow and reduce costs. That's why I want to say a big thank you to our partner, ShipStation, and perhaps introduce you to them as well. If you are not familiar with ShipStation, they've been supporting Cytosol School for years. They have helped so many of our listeners make things much easier, automate their shipping tasks, help them scale their business, and also, this is not a small thing, save thousands on shipping with industry-leading carrier discounts. ShipStation is the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code HUSTLE to sign up for your free 60-day trial. 60 days free. ShipStation.com. Code HUSTLE. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Hello and welcome back. New year, new you. We're so excited to begin a new year at Cytosol School, Season 3, Episode 734. My name is Chris Gillibo. So glad you're here. In today's story, bored at work, a young economics analyst gets creative and designs charts about love and breakups. She ends up with a book deal and a better job. All kinds of stuff happens when she follows her curiosity. Also, there's a sentence in the first part of this story that I will draw your attention to. That sentence is, she felt stifled and decided to channel that feeling into something creative. So hey, as we are starting a new experience together, do you feel stifled? Do you feel stifled in your job? Do you feel stifled in your routine? Do you feel stifled in something else? Why not channel that feeling into something creative? Because as I said, and as you'll hear in the story, when you do that, all kinds of things can happen. That story, Data Geek Charts Course from Analyst to Author, is coming right up. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Liz Fosslein was in her early 20s, fairly new to the workforce, and totally unhappy at her day job. The life of an economics analyst is one of crunching numbers and data, not necessarily creativity and passion. She felt stifled and decided to channel that feeling into something creative. When it comes to making something new, it's good to start with what you know. Liz was an expert at charting data in interesting ways. So she decided to begin creating graphs, charts, and diagrams that shined a humorous light on society and life. She took anecdotal data from everyday life and created her first charts. Those first charts were published right before Valentine's Day, entitled 14 Ways an Economist Says I Love You. They included things like how I love you in pie chart form and funny stock charts indicating explosive growth in the love markets. She put them up on her personal website and shared them with her social network, and the page proved a hit with her data nerd friends. That gave her the confidence to move further. She emailed a few blogs that wrote about finance and economics. Each email was personalized for each blog, explaining who she was, why she liked their work, and why they might be interested in her charts. The combination of targeting the right market at a specific time, Valentine's Day in particular, meant the approach worked. 
the mega-popular Freakonomics blog picked up her content, and that set the ball rolling. Before Valentine's Day was over, her work had also been featured in The Economist, The Financial Times, CNBC, and more. That was the catalyst she needed to develop a small following. Liz continued to create charts over the next year, and gradually she inserted more and more personal stories into them. She analyzed the absurdity of the job interview process and graphed it out. When she went through a breakup, she charted that. She even made analytical diagrams of what it was like to be an analyst. That was her most meta creation. Over time, her illustration skills got better and better. Also, promoting her work became easier, as she'd already been featured on prominent sites. The ability to say, look at what other successful thing I've done, was a very persuasive tactic in getting promotion. Before long, she'd been featured on a dozen more high-traffic websites and was even interviewed on NPR, providing humorous advice on how to land a job. A year into charting and illustrating, Liz had built an audience, but still wasn't making any money directly from her side hustle. But it did lead to other opportunities, including a new job as editor at Genius, a popular music startup. It was a more creative role, and she landed the job because she proved to her new employer that she wasn't just a number-crunching zombie. Liz kept illustrating, and from time to time, she would land a paid client. She'd built up a good social following by interacting as much as possible with anyone who showed an interest. And one day, she noticed a particular account was liking every single one of her posts. She did some snooping and noticed the person doing the liking was actually a literary agent for authors of business-related books. So just like when she contacted those first blogs, Liz took a chance and sent an email. It took 30 minutes to type up and craft the perfect email, but it worked. A few weeks later, Liz had an agent. This was a special moment for her. She felt it gave her some professional recognition and that she had proof she wasn't just doodling in a corner of the internet somewhere. From there, the chart of Liz's rise was going up and to the right. She and her agent pitched a book concept to publishers and received an offer. That book is called No Hard Feelings, The Secret Power of Embracing Emotions at Work. The best part of all was that the advance she received, the book advance, gave Liz enough money to quit her job and focus on it full-time, for an entire year. During that time, she had to live frugally, but she considered it a small price to pay for creative freedom. In February 2019, Liz's book will be released. She's also returning to the workforce because her side hustle has brought her another great opportunity. She'll now be starting a new role in an HR company that's aiming to make work more meaningful to people at every level. From job to side hustle to year of writing a book and now back to full-time work, it sounds like Liz has charted the perfect course. So the goal of starting a side hustle, some kind of income generating project, it's not always to quit your job. So some people out there are like desperately trying to get out of their jobs. Other people are perfectly content where they are. That's why I think the main goal is to expand your options. So I often use that phrase. I realized like last year, I was talking a lot about expanding your options, but I'm not sure I ever really defined it or focused on it specifically. So in this story, we'll do that a bit more as we go along. But in this story, Liz expanded her options by building connections and then building up a portfolio of work. She was also sharing that work and then attracting more and more followers. And all this together led to a lot of other opportunities, including perhaps most substantially that book deal and the chance to focus on it full time for a year, but also the new job that she's going to, and also the chance to speak to a whole community, especially as she shares more and more personal work. So all these things came about, all these opportunities arrived because she pursued that creative passion, because she followed her curiosity and decided to share something she had made with the world. So no matter what your ultimate goal is, I think it's always good to expand those options, uh, expand the choices that are available to you so that you can do more of what's most important to you. That is ultimately what it's all about. No matter your situation, no matter how you came to this part of the exploration, ultimately, this is about getting more freedom to do what's most important to you. So with that encouragement and clarification, I will sign off for the day. Much more is coming soon. 
The show notes for this episode are at sidehustleschool.com slash 734. We have free show notes for every single episode, detailed resources and links to anybody that I talk about. You can see some of Liz's work, follow her, keep up with her about the book, all that kind of stuff. And last but not least, the Side Hustle Society is returning soon. Our newly remixed online community is going to launch really soon. Uh, if you'd like to be part of that or just hear more about it, come to sidehustleschool.com slash society. There's a little wait list that you can join there and we'll send you some information. Thank you so much for listening. You're a rock star. My name is Chris Gillibo. This is Side Hustle School.